This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode contains spoilers from the entire SJM universe with discussions surrounding trauma, grief, and death of a parent. and welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the fantasy literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are revisiting, rediscussing, talking about again, A Court of Silver <laughs> Flames by Sarah J. Mass. And if you've been following the podcast for a while, welcome back. Um, We're so excited about discussing Silver Flames again and probably going to go more into some details now that we have more connections, especially with Hosa being out and then um, Flame and Shadow coming out in a couple weeks. So we wanted to start off with that. If you're new, welcome. And because we have a new segment on our podcast that Laura has helped introduce to us, we have something called The Pattern, and it's to see if every episode, whether a book or a movie that we're watching, if something's reflected in the beginning, uh, kind of gives away or kind of gives us some insight about the plot of the book um, and if it wraps up in the end that way. So, Laura, does Silver Flames follow the pattern? Silver Flames follows the pattern perfectly it's like chef's kiss perfect oh my goodness it, i mean it's really something it's really something uh it the prologue gives us the pattern uh the prologue starts off with um nesta having being in like the memory of the cauldron right and, like hell is cold the, sa- the space between stars uh darkness you know the beginning and the end immortality is fire and steel nesta takes and takes and takes and takes and takes power from the cauldron at the end of the book spoiler at the end of the book uh she she says um take it all back take it all back take it all back i will let you have it all back if you show me how to save my family so yes yes this follows the pattern it follows it perfectly I, I, I love when it's in the prologue. You never but see. It's like you, you think it's gonna. We, this is a reread for both of us. Is this your second? This is your second read. How many times have you read this now? Two point five. The initial okay. time when this first came out a couple of years ago, and then um, this time and like a half time more. Okay. Yeah, I think this is only the second time I've read it. I've read it in excerpts, but it's only like the fluffy Cassian scenes kind of thing. So I've never actually fully reread it. Um, but knowing what we know, was it easy to go into the prologue and be like, oh, it's all right here the second time around? Knowing what we know. Knowing what we know. Oh, my gosh. It's such a good way to put that, Jess. Of course, you're so good with this. Uh, knowing what we know, everything about this book was easier. Absolutely. Absolutely everything. Because the connections were there. I was reading with a purpose. I was like really looking for things. I was reading with Crescent City, like Hosab, 
in my head. So I was like, oh, here's this, here's this, here's this, here's that. And also through this reread, of course, you know, we we always say like reread everything. Um, but through this reread, I was really able to pinpoint why I am frustrated and continue to be frustrated with this book and why I also understand why so many people love this book and love Nesta. And I understand very much so why I, I'm not going to say don't because I respect Nesta, but I don't love her. And I think that's fair to say. I think that's fair to say. I think, I think that's also really respectful compared to like other conversations that are out there because you don't have to absolutely love and be like nest is my character if she if she's not then like you don't understand grieving you don't understand trauma you don't under like that's not the conversation to be having no no that's not a conversation to be having but let's have that conversation um just very briefly the reason why I am frustrated with this book and the reason why I'm frustrated with Nesta is because a lot of her trauma has to deal with death of a parent. And death of a parent is something that a lot of people experience. And a lot of people, and I'm including myself in this, do not get an ounce of the grace that Nesta was given to deal with her trauma. For example, um, I had less than two weeks and I had to go back to work. Nobody gave a shit, like outside of like you, obviously, and like a couple of my friends, but like nobody gave a shit. Nobody at work gave a shit. Like you have to, you have to go. Like it is, it is just life. Like life continues. It is what it is. The fact that Nesta was given over a year to like, work through whatever she was going with on her own with like full support, completely bankrolled rubs me the wrong way because one, I'm jealous. Like I wasn't given, I wasn't given any of that. Like I'm very jealous that she was given that, but also too, it like it speaks to her privilege. Um, also the fact that she's like slightly aware of it, but like doesn't care. And is just kind of like going through, you know, and just kind of like, uh, bouncing through life without any sort of responsibilities or financial worries. I know this is a fantasy. I understand that. My frustration is that I am reading a fantasy book to not deal with this shit. Do you know what I mean? Like having to deal with this in real life is, and witnessing a character also deal with it and watching. <laughs> Her just like steamroll every single opportunity given her way for help is frustrating, especially when you in real life were not given those same opportunities. It's just like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care. And that is my frustration with this book. It continues to be. And I recognize that that is my own shit. Like, I understand that, which is, again, circling back to why I understand why people love Nesta, why I respect Nesta, but I, I don't love her. Does that make sense? No, it absolutely makes sense. And I think there's that respect factor, too, because I think, you, like, I don't even want to say you can argue. We understand that everybody handles trauma differently and everybody copes 
differently. And I feel like this episode is going to be interesting because I it does I don't I'm not gonna say it's going to do a 180. The frustrations are still gonna be the frustrations that we had in our initial episode. But I think it goes back to understanding where people are coming from and can understand like when people are like, you know what, Nesta is me, I am Nesta. That's great because it's so important when you can find something that you can relate to and it feels like, oh, my gosh, I feel seen. Um, But I agree with you with the grieving process. I mean, I had different frustrations in regards to how she handled her grief. But again, that's all valid, too, because like me, I wouldn't if that was my dad, I'd be like, bye. Wouldn't have any, like, I have no contact with my biological father. I would be relieved. I know that for a fact. So, but that's why I would be like, Nesta, he didn't take care of you. And now because he came through the last second, I would, thanks for the help for saving my family that have been here for me. Deuces. Yeah. Great. We needed, we needed, we needed, we needed the legions. That was great. Bye. Like, but that's again, that's me. And again, like to what you said, you're like, we're handling it differently and coming from our own shit. Um, That being said, I know I'm on record, like, for the last, you know, three plus years saying Nesta gives me a lot of frustrations, but there's a lot of frustrations um, that, like, that are things that I'm frustrated with myself about. Yeah. And and that, again, totally valid. I I say the opposite. Like every time Nesta's like, I don't deserve this. Like I'm worthless. I'm not worth any of this. I just wanted to shake her (laughs) and be like, look around you. Like, please appreciate what you have, where you are, what you're doing. You know, and I understand like that's part of the, the depression that like that's part you can't see like outside. Like I understand all of that, but like, as as a reader trying to enjoy the story, right? You're just like, come on, let's go. Do the lunges, Nesta. Like, <laughs> come on, come on. It, it's just it's just like one of those things. But again, it's the frustrations. Nesta is, I think, objectively a really fantastic literary character, and she goes through just so much in this book. I and like Cassian as well. Um, but this is very much Nesta's book. Um, yeah, I, I, I think we can go through it because uh, obviously we have, we have our initial reactions on this book. We can go through it and touch on like some broad, some broad points here. Um, I do want to say editor Sam has asked us to like chill a little bit on our episode <laughs> length. So now we're going to be like, here's 30 minutes of us just bullshit. <laughs> So, so you know, we'll, so we'll if get... you want long episodes, please reach out to us so we can show Sam, our editor, that that's what y'all want. So... <laughs> so, with that in mind, I think we can kind of like you know go through the broad broad plot points yeah. here. Uh, Jess, there's nothing wrong with a good old fashioned intervention. No, I I am still confused. As to people who don't understand that concept of rehab and interventions, I, I really am. I, I just, I, I'm at a loss of words, especially, especially when there is a moment on paper, on word that Nesta recognizes that this is what she needed. And 
even when she was like down in downtown Valaris or something, she says, you know, I'm actually kind of nervous to be here because I, I've actually been doing really well in the House of Wind rehab. And I am scared of like what happens out uh, outside of this controlled environment. And that's very, very like reflective of how life is when you're leaving rehab of like, yeah, everything's good. I don't have every I don't have um these outside things going on. I mean, she's learned how to meditate. She's learned how to mind still in her controlled environment. Take her out of that. It's very scary. And she recognizes it on paper. This was the best thing for her and she needed it to. It's one of those things you have to wait till it gets bad before you kind of recognize it in yourself. So I just don't understand why I really don't understand why people are so upset with like the inner circle. There's, you know, there's comments of saying like, oh, you know, her choice was taken away. That's what like court mandated rehab is. And it's also, again, this, this going back to, I completely understand Farah's points here. Farah, and cause Nessa's like, oh, am I embarrassing you? And Farah's like, yeah, Ac- actually. Actually, you are because you're a member of the court and your actions reflect on us and we are the leaders of the freaking country. So like you can't just do this. And if you are, and I also like, like it's like, and if you are, be discreet about it. Yeah. Like, like what are you doing? Like, come on. And it's also like, you know, Anesta's signing these bills with a flourish to the account. She knows what she's doing. It's also like, it's a dare. Like, all right, how far can I go before like shit hits the fan? So it's also like, what were you doing, Nesta? Like you had to know that this was going to end somehow. She wanted everything both ways at this point. She wanted the freedom. She didn't want anybody to be on top of her about how she was handling her grief and her trauma and everything in between her depression. Um, But she also didn't want anybody to question her about it. And she didn't want to be held accountable. But she knew, like you said, she's like, ooh, they're calling me. They they definitely got that bill. I did kind of go like there is a self-awareness there. There is self-awareness. This is where we get Ferris tears stripped into her scrambled eggs. Um, <laughs> you know, the classic, the classic, classic line. I just this this whole this whole rehab fight. I just, you know, I I like that Farah is like, you know what? Some of this is my responsibility. I let this go on too long. I should have stopped this. Like, you know, I thought maybe you would try and you haven't. You don't have a life. You're spending all of our money. You're embarrassing us. Like, these are your options. And she doesn't like, and then she gets upset. They're like, you don't have to do these things that we're asking you to do, but this is your other choice. And everyone's like, well, that's not a great choice. And Nesta says, that's not a great choice. No, it's not. But it is It is a choice. Yeah, it is a choice. And she, Nesta, can choose to go back to the, I mean, like a bad choice is still a choice. She can make the best of it. But, you know, she goes up, she goes up to the house of win, as you would with, uh, you know, Cassian right there. My gosh. Um, but, 
what I I like that Farah lays down the law here. I know everyone's like, oh, so out of carriage. I don't think so. Farah's like, no, you are cut off. BT Dubs, I'm condemning that building. It's gonna get rebuilt and it's gonna be put to a good purpose. You're not just gonna like live in a slum anymore. Like if you're not gonna help you, I am going to help you and I will do it if you are kicking and screaming the whole way. And that is something that I have done and would do again and is in character for me. <laughs> I, I I just I just go back to being on record. Nothing is out of character. I don't understand why people are saying it is. I mean people will be like, oh well we saw it through like Feyre's like rose colored glasses. He was still this person. Yeah. We just saw kidding? like the cuddly sides of him too, but this has never deterred any of the court no not at all and and that's just like you know pharaoh i'll never speak to you again and pharaoh's like i fine like whatever just go go and get better like we'll deal with this like later it, it's if you haven't seen jo- like john mulaney's like new special that came out in 2023 he talks about his uh intervention that was like he had to deal with with all of his friends and while hilarious also very sad and it's it's very like similar to this like come on didn't we all grow up watching intervention um tom falton's autobiography talks about his intervention too yeah and like even there are people that are not no longer in his life um but he goes the people who were in that room at that time for him he goes he's still like he is who he is today because of the people in that room for him yeah, it's it's just so it's so important. So I do think maybe there's like a generational or like an age gap when it comes to interventions with people being like, oh, my God, like, no, this is so bad. But other also people like who grew up watching the show being like, mm, mm. and maybe, you know, what, and maybe that speaks to somebody else's privilege, too, that they haven't had to encounter any of this or any of these conversations. Ooh, that's a really good point. Now. Jess, tell, tell, let's, let's talk about the model in Reese's study. I know we talked about it in our initial Silver Flames episode. I clocked that, but let's, let's talk about it now. Yeah, you have, you're on record. You're like, why isn't anybody talking about this? And then in our HOSAB initial reactions episode, you were like, the world's, the world's. Um, but yes, chapter three, um, it is, it's a, a world, like, a multi-dimensional globe is kind of how with other planets and stars kind of surrounding it. It is in the center of his study. It's a massive work working model of their world, the stars and the planets around it and other fancy things that need to be ex- that um, that had to have been explained. Reese had built the model himself centuries ago. It would uh, it could not it could not only track the sun, but also tell time and somehow allowed Reese to ponder the existence of life beyond their world and other things. There you go. Just I mean, sitting there. It's which we know there. that the Autumn King in Crescent City has this as well. So yep. <laughs> Reese has been on it for centuries about like, what is the meaning of life? <laughs> but you know who else is too? Meryl. Yep. Yep, she she's on it. She is on it. Uh, so like uh, the really like major plot points here, I really don't like 
Cass and Moore talk about like uh Velahan won't sign the treaty and like the queens are stirring. We right? still don't know anything about Valahan, so we're probably not either we're not gonna find out about it until CC three or we're going to find out about it in Akatar six. Everything is just like an uh, an in limbo game until we have CC three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nesta kind of just talks about her mom and how her, like, mommy issues aren't as bad as her daddy issues, but they're still pretty bad. But how mom, like, made her into a wolf and how everyone really hates her mom. And I know there's a lot of theories about, like, her mom was, like, Faye or her mom was, like, this or that or whatever. I'm not going to speculate on that. I just kind of want to see how, if that ends up being anything. It might not. Whatever she is, she was a bitch. She's a narcissistic parent. And like Nesta got the brunt of it as being the eldest, older, oldest daughter. Yep. So, you know, I, I, I kind of want to just see how that plays out. Uh, Nesta won't practice. This, this is the thing that kind of bugs me. Cassian, it would not take Cassian that long to figure out what's going on. He would hear her the, like, second time. I won't trade. Like, the way that she says it in that, like, godforsaken village or whatever. He says, he's like, I'm I'm an idiot. I'm a freaking idiot. He's not, though. Here's the thing. He's not, though. He's not an idiot. He is so deeply in tune to Nesta he, that he would have picked up on that way before that. That's my little point. You want to talk about someone being out of character. I love Cassian. I really love Cassian. Um, he does. I guess you're right. Cause like he, he was always, I mean, I guess I don't even know if it's part of the mating bond. He was just always protective of her because the, obviously the mating bond didn't snap into place yet, but he was the first to always go for her like y'all give her a second why are you jumping down the throats her throat like what did elaine do like why is it why are you or even when reese was like be nice to gwen Cass was like fuck you like you don't know who she is and why are you antagonizing the situation yeah yeah speaking of uh, they go to Winhaven. Devlin says, uh, are you bleeding? You'll contaminate those weapons. Are you on your cycle? We got to bury them. I love what? that she just does not give a shit about the Illyrians. She's like, they're like, what is she doing here? She's like, I'm a witch. Like she, she's just always there to ruffle their feathers because she knows it bothers them. I love it. It is very funny. I'm wondering if her calling herself a witch over and over and over again is going to have any payoff. When with Bryce and Crescent City, because there's witches over there and there aren't really like witches. You know, it's like a whole thing. We can speculate forever and we will. Well, and, <laughs> and we will. Well, you want to talk about speculating? How many times is she referred to as queen in this in every single different capacity over and over and over again in this book? Yeah, she's got the the crown on during the dancing. Like it's a whole thing. So that that should pay off at some point. You know, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Uh, here in this book on paper, though, uh, essentially plot plot. Uh, Eris has soldiers that are missing, and they kind of want to figure out what's going on. So Cassian tries to play courtier and goes to Lucian Vassa and Jurian to kind of figure out and confirm. Some information, and that's when Eris is there. And Eris is like, I want to be a spy for you. I want in. Let's be allies more so than what we really are. And Cassian's like, mm, mm. okay, but let, let's talk about Koshje. <laughs> this is where kind of I have a funny feeling because 
as soon as we start talking about Koshje and the Trove and Nesta's power, then we start talking about Crescent City. So then you have to read everything through a lens of how is this going to affect Crescent City? And I guess my point is I really can't wait until we don't have to do that, until it's all out there and we can just read and make the connections and not have to speculate anymore. Do you know what I mean? Because this, because my mental energy being like, all right, how does Koshe, the bone carver's older brother, what does he have to do with this? Where did he come from? Did he come through one of the rifts? Is he, what is this? What is this? I just want to know. <laughs> and to be done with wondering. That's what it is. Cassian, you know, Cassian is like endless, you know, heiress to, you know, work with them. Well, oh, yeah, because go- Cassian's the courtier now. Yeah. Courtier. He, he can be more. He can be more. Uh, so he is going to check out the soldiers, what's going on. You know, Brialin did it. You know, this whole thing. She's got the crown. Oh, this whole thing with Brialin. Nesta starts her journey of falling down these goddamn stairs. She falls down <laughs> these stairs so many times. Now, Jess, you and I were talking earlier. <laughs> it's not the amount of stairs. It's the spiralness of yeah, this. It's, yeah. yeah, because I feel like we were all dragging her. Everyone's like, 10,000 stairs. She's going down. It's not that hard. You look. 10,000 stairs. And then in the beginning of that chapter, it says that they're a foot. They're, they're not like small stairs. They the, the height of the stairs are a foot. Um, so that's... That's steep for a stairs, I think. Um, and then it's the spiralness of it. And yeah, we all know going up the stairs is hard, but going downstairs that are spiraling doesn't, you know, it does a lot. Cause Laura, you were saying like, Oh, I've done over 10,000 steps today. It's not that hard. I was, and then we were like, but wait, let me present to you with the fact that I went to see, um, a while ago, Harry Styles at Madison Square Garden, and I had like nosebleed sections one night. And I went from the nosebleeds. I was like, I'm gonna go down the stairs because that's gonna be faster. I got so dizzy, um, and I remember my first thought was, "Ooh, Nesta, I I get where you're coming from now." Well, it, yeah, it's really something. So, and I like I like that uh like Sarah has given us like her step number progress, right? It's like sixty and then like hundred and eleven and then you know she gets you. Know. And you're doubling it because you're going down and then she's like, I can't do it. I just there would be there was one point in one of the stairs that she was just like going down where I would have just been like, you know what, Cassian, I will I she has just such great stubborn willpower because at one point I probably would have been like fly down here and get Come me. Come get me. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do this. Just leave me here till tomorrow otherwise. Be like I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh oh, oh, should we mention that Azrael is staying at the House of the Wind? Yeah, Az is staying at the House of the Wind. Is he a chaperone? He just li- cuz I feel like he just lives there because the way they made it sound there, he was just like, yeah, Az Az went to his room, I'm in mine. He clearly just wants me to know that he's here but doesn't want to talk, so he like slammed his bedroom door <laughs> they're like, so cute i love their friendship uh speaking of friendship we have nesta and emery meeting for the first time that's 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 nice that's fun um so let's let's just talk about it here my frustration with nesta's valkyrie found family still stands 
Nesta is on paper saying that she hates it when Feyre calls the inner circle her family. She finds it like an insult, like Feyre had to go find her own family because they were so terrible. And then Nesta turns around and does the same thing. It's like, okay. okay. And she also said that to... Uh, oh, even when she was like, hey, it's a boy. Um, Elaine doesn't know. I wanted you to know. And she's like, oh, so you're keeping track? And and Faye like, no. And she's like, I'm really no. excited. I didn't realize I really wanted a boy. And she's like, oh, because having sisters was so awful. And she's like, why are you twisting my words? This isn't what I'm saying. I just wanted to have a moment with my big sister. And you're not letting me have that. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 she and Nesta does say like later she like hates herself for the way that she's always snappy, but like oh my goodness, it's it's just it is a consistent frustration that we have. I wish Valaris had a therapist because that's a big thing. And then I was like, why don't they have a therapist? But then there's a priestess that counsels obviously the other priestess priestesses and like acolytes in the library. So like. Maybe we can get another one. You have one that obviously has like a specialty in their therapy. And then you have one that just does everything else. I don't know. Like it can only help. (laughs) It can only help. It can only help. Because all the thoughts that everybody's having, you as the reader are just like, it's it's one giant miscommunication trope of just talk. Because she would be like, oh my God, he doesn't want to talk to me. And he would be like... She doesn't want to talk to me. I can't believe she's acting like this isn't a big deal. And it's the biggest deal of my entire life. And I'm like, y'all, talk. Yeah, like, enough, enough. Okay, so if we're talking broad strokes, and I think we are, we're talking broad strokes. Um, Nesta meets Gwyn in the library. Uh, this is also when Nesta really starts talking to the house. Of course, we know that Nesta's power has, like, animated the house. She wanted a friend. She was lonely, so, like, the house is her friend. Um, this is kind of when the house really starts, like, kicking in and talking to her. And this is also where Nesta, like, really falls down the stairs, okay? <laughs> like, really bad, like, really bad. rips onto the wall. Yeah, and, like, digs in with her hands, with her power that she just, like, doesn't want to deal with. Um, this is, again, like, everybody hates you, you know? That's, it's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Um, you know? But, but here, here is where we're going to talk about Meryl. Um, because Gwyn and Nesta, you know, they have like a little, you know, they're quickly becoming friends in the library, whatever. Um, but Gwyn's looking for a book and she's like, and Nesta's like, what is, what is this woman actually like actually researching? And Gwyn's like, it's, it's really important. Well, what she was working on was like super important. She was talking about overlapping worlds and how there's like 26 worlds and there's like 11 that are like really here. We can overlap at the same time, but like different times. And like, it's all very, very. And then she's like, but actually, no, she's done with that now. And now she's focusing on Valkyries, which is like. It's just dropped there. What's the line? Meryl is brilliant. Horrible, but brilliant. When she came here first, she was obsessed with theories regarding the existence of different realms and different worlds, living on top of each other without knowing whether there is merely one existence, our existence, or if it might be a possible or it might be possible for worlds to overlap, occupying the same separate, the same space, but separate by time, which I mean, this is a full spoiler episode. We already know that it's confirmed in Hosab. We already know it's confirmed in 
CC3 at this point. We know it's confirmed in Kingdom of Ash. Like, we know this. So to see this part and then like, if you had just, if you read this in publication order, 2020, and this came out in 2021, you would have been like, oh, huh, interesting. Well, we do kind of know this because of Kingdom of Ash, but like, it's so specific. And then, and then and to tie that into knowing that Reese has the model. And then I, I don't know. This just goes back to when we talk about the importance of rereading things. It makes for like, you start plugging in. You're like, oh, this is so fun because you can go into it with a different lens also. How about how they just drop it here though? <laughs> it's like, boom, boom, boom. Okay. We're never going to talk about it again. On to the Valkyries. It's just like, okay, all right, ex- ex- excellent. We're just going to research Valkyries from now on. Never talk about this again. Excellent. All right. So again, I I just have like a little, a little frustration about crossovers versus Easter eggs, I think is where my frustration is. And I'm not quite sure how to articulate it yet i'm working on that argument well this is our easter egg for my coming up in the future yeah we'll get there um we'll 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 get there we'll get there um where where are we uh cassian is itchy you know there (laughs) i didn't even realize we were going to touch it on like spring court stuff honestly i was like oh tamlin you're there yeah, you're 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 there. You're you're there. Oh, but this is around that was like we were talking about chapter 13, chapter 15 is where um the line I can feel something like a cat, small and clever and curious that Gwen and Nesta discuss in the library. Which yes. I feel like it's not confirmed, but I feel like we as a fandom have confirmed that the cats ate us, which is in which is interesting. Okay, so like right? if the- if the cat is, cause it could be two things. It could be the heart of the house, which lives down there. Which is also confirmed. Confirmed. Protecting in its own way the priestesses, you know, as they go about their way. Cause the darkness that follows them doesn't follow everybody, just certain people, right? Cause Gwyn doesn't see it. Um, so it could be the house, you know, expressing itself, you know, in it the only way that it could, or it could be Adis. It could be Adis. We don't know. We don't know. And and I want to. Yeah, I feel like we, we obviously we don't know. It's not confirmed, but we all have it in our head that it is for yeah. some reason. Yeah, and and it's it, and Nesta says like you know Nesta's down there. Um, you know the darkness, the cauldron. She calls it the chasm. You know, so like hello. Hello. It's just too obvious to like call it the chasm. They talk about it a lot in Crescent City and then to call the presence of a cat. We know that this is crossover material. This isn't lazy writing. So this is where we really kind of have to start pulling threads. Uh, this is also we have, um, you know, we have prison talk. You know, we have the Lanthus. Cassian starts talking to Nesta when they're training about, like, you know, his birth mother, all of this stuff, his own trauma. And he talks about You want to know how I got these scars? Yeah, essentially. (laughs) Essentially. Um, And then he tells us about about Lanthus and, like, all of this, this prison lore that they drop is 
going to be important. You, it just, it's not there for no reason. It's not there for no reason. And this is also because we're in this training montage, like leading up into this, you know, they've made their bargain bond already. You know, their bargain tattoos are eight point stars. And like all of that is obviously getting connected to the prison and the eight point stars. And this used to be, you know, Reese has talked about a court in the past, um, a, a lost court, which obviously we know is the dust court. Um, it's, it's all the little things that, like you said, it's like, it's not lazy writing. It's all connectivity, but it's just dumping information for us to know to start piecemealing things together. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we have? We Atlantis, you know, he's made of wind and rain and mist. Uh, his, and at the- this point, we also don't think that he can be killed. He can right. only be contained is what they say. Yes. You know, Cassian contained him by trapping him in a mirror. All of this to build up that he is like immortal, unkillable, like very scary. So that later, spoiler, when Nesta murders him, (laughs) it it just like underlines and emphasizes how powerful all of this like situation is. Um, Very, very good. I know we're going to get to it at the end, but it's like we know how powerful she is. We know she's Lady Death. We know all the things and then when cassian is like you could do you know how powerful do you you could have been do you know all you could have ruled and the whole taking away her powers like i know we're going to get into in the end but it's still just as frustrating the second time around because you're reading it like maybe i missed something maybe like and i didn't It, it happened the way it happened she did it for what she did it for but it didn't i just i'm just very frustrated that she had to lose her powers as you should be, as you should be. Uh, we don't need to talk about the smut. I don't need to relive Cassie and Anesta's um, uh, breeding kink. It's all over everything. <laughs> it's running down everything. Everything. He's painting her. He wants it everywhere on her. Again, referring to our Silver Flames episode, <laughs> everything is sticky in that house. It it's is. all sticky. So, so the book is about a book. I think that's all we have to say about <laughs> that. You that. know, that's the best way to summarize some of these conversations. What's the book about? A, a book. Books about maybe, a book. Maybe Harry Styles. What read Akasif when he was doing that promo for his movie? movie. When he's like, the best thing about the movie is it it's it's it feels like a movie. Feels like a movie. <laughs> he definitely took a page out of Nesta's book. Uh, Nesta, it's just you know, get we get all of this these like information during this all of these training montages. Nesta gets a little bit of uh, lore about the blood right and. Uh, you know, the mountain and Corinthian and all, all of this stuff. And it is, it's dropped here early on and then it's dropped again, like repeatedly. So that when they finally are kidnapped and are in the blood, right? You're like, Oh, well. Oh, this of makes sense. This is what we're doing. They would take the longest, the hardest track to Ramiel. Um, I also like when they come back and they keep doing the Valkyrie training. Uh, Azrael's like, here, oh, that's what y'all did. Here's, let's tell everybody what you did wrong. And I was like, that's, I totally get that. I would reevaluate everything I did wrong and not that I survived. Yeah, for real. Uh, we can, okay, let's briefly touch on the fight that Nesta has with Elaine. She's like, you know, uh, 
I was there for you when you were comatose, Elaine. Why aren't you there for me? Like, it's not all about you, Nesta. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Get over it. (laughs) Like, I like that Elaine is finally like, you know what? Like, mm." It's, well, what's one of the things? Oh, look at you, Elaine. Started to become interesting. Like, interesting. It's it's fun. It's fun. Um, It's after this fight that Cassian is like, what the hell? That that uh, Nesta gets like a thousand stairs down, a thousand stairs back up. This is where they kiss for the first time. And this is where we get quick off the mark. Again, I don't think we have to go into it. it you know, it's, it's, it's fine. As is back, you know, is there a chaperone? Anything I have to know? This is where we get more information. <laughs> the, like the, this is this is where we get it. We have a report given because there's a meeting at the River House, and this is where it's like information is given. Um, you know, uh, Brielin and Baron are allied, right? Uh, she's mad because she wants to get her youth back. She wants power back. Um, you know, she's got to be working with Koshje, and he wants to be free from the lake. And what else we hear? Um, you know, the which is how I feel like this is just like background. It's just like why they're working together and now how they have to continue to meet with Eris so they can go ahead and we'll find out what Baron wants with Kostya and Brialin. And if he's already promised your armies, what are you going to do to help like offset that to get the information we need? And it's also like. This is where we get the dread trove information, you know, the mask, the harp, the crown. So the mask can uh, raise the dead. The crown can influence everybody. And the harp, what does the harp do? I said like time travel slash winnow slash death because the 26th line is 26th string of the harp is time, which also calls to death, like or death answers that string. And we know, obviously, with the requests, it has to be specific because when she plucks the first string, Nesta, when they're in the prison, she's like, get me out of here. I'm locked in or like free us from here. She was she was not specific with her words. She said us as in her and harp, but she could have been used with us. And obviously, that's where Lanthus is released also. Yeah. Whoops. Whoops. Oh, and then we have the fourth one that it's rumored that there's there's only three, but there's rumored that the, it's four. But we know that the fourth object um, was like seen in a vision that's kind of blurred out, but gleams of age-worn bone, which we know is the horn from Crescent City. Yep. Yep. And, you know, put them all together. What do we have? Magic. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> nobody really knows, right? It's just like magic. And... um. Koshe wants, he just wants to like free himself, whatever. Um, Elaine, like calls to like is the big thing here. So it's like, Nesta, you could like track it. And Elaine's like, but I could also like track it. And then Nesta's like, Pharaoh, why don't you track it? And Pharaoh's like, well, I would, but I'm pregnant. And everybody's like, woo. And everyone's like, oh, that's why you had your shield. And on a reread, you're like, <sighs> Duh, that's why she had her shield. <laughs> it is very Oh yeah, that's right. And they're and everybody's like, oh, he's just being overprotective. It did not raise one red flag to anybody. They're like, yeah, but that's weird. It is it is weird. What isn't weird here is um when Elaine is like, you know what? You know what? Stop, stop dealing with how my trauma 
affects you and start thinking about how my trauma affects me. Because like you, Nesta, are like kind of putting your trauma onto me and separate us, please. And she's also very much like, I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. If I do this, I'm wanting to help everybody. And you said I can't do it. But then if I don't do it, I'm not a contributing member of this court. Like, pick a lane. Yeah. Yeah. Pick a lane. I I didn't even mean pick a lane. Pick a lane. Yeah. Like, like, come on. Come on. Um, And, and, and I, again, it's a frustration with Nesta where it's like, no, I don't want to. Why can't you? And Fair was like, um, actually, I have a fantastic reason. And Nesta's like, oh, damn, I guess you really do have a fantastic reason. But she still doesn't want. Elaine to do it. Yeah, and she still doesn't want to do it. And she's terrified. She's like, let me... She's like, let me do research. Let me do everything but the thing that I know is going to work. Again, I recognize because, like, her own trauma, and she's like, I don't want to look at the college... Like, she's looking at it, looking at it, like, bigger picture of, like, the last time I did this, these were the sequence of events. And she's terrified for that. Yeah, no, I understand that, too. But it's also, like... Putting someone else in danger to do it when you already know what to expect is kind of shitty, is what I'm saying. It just, it's, 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 it it annoys me. It annoys me. It annoys me. Well, it's your same frustration where Kale was like, Aelin, you go do this. And Fenris and Rowan were like, why the fuck doesn't Dorian do that same thing? Yeah. It's like, come on. Like, what? Mm, Okay. Mm, Mm-hmm. Like, big plot, big plot, big plot. Uh, you know, Emery, Emery and her cousin are fighting over, over this, the, the store. Okay. Uh, Cass and Eris are talking about the dread trove. Um, there's an ego boosting blowjob where Azzy has to walk in and says, you know, I'm entitled to an opinion. <laughs> I eat here. <laughs> Sir, this is so funny. <laughs> Good evening. He's like to let King him behavior. like you know what, but you know what? Good for Az because he didn't completely cock block uh, Cassian. He definitely was like, "Look, you can totally get that blowjob, but I'm not le- letting you fuck her where I'm eating." Yeah, it's like mm, like enough. Like there is a difference between under the table action and over the table action. Yeah, it's and like, she- like I draw the line. Here. It's like I have to smell all of this. It's disgusting. Like enough, enough. Ah, I love it. I love it. Lampus says the same thing. He's like, y'all fuck a lot <laughs> because it's I like, can smell you. And Cass's thought was like, oh, thank God he smells sex and not that she's literally the most powerful person right now. Yeah, for ugh, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. <laughs> we'll get into it. Um. Emery, Emery joins Nesta at training. Um, and this is, again, <laughs> the house reeks of sex. <laughs> well, I like where yeah, the house funny. reeks of sex. Reese is like, what the hell are you two doing? And he's like, shut up. <laughs> he's just, like, enough. Just let me, let me live my life, dad. Yeah, like, gosh. Um, Nesta makes it 3,000 steps. You know, she just like, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Um, 
they're they're training more. Uh, Meryl and Nesta have that big fight in the library. This is where we learn that Gwen is a nymph and she has like very pliant bones. I, that is like so specific. It's like what? Because mm-hmm. because it's like she has very pliant bones, and then later it's like the peregrine a very pliant wings. Yeah, it's like and we have si- very rigid bones. It's like okay, yeah. And then the uh, the pair the cousins of the peregrine over in Doncourt have something called like the Sarah something and they're like oh but they're cousins so it's like the similar thing where like kids with born to parents who have wings like the kids who have wings like they can all birth naturally it's so fine yep speaking of speaking of uh Farrah's baby has wings keep it a secret don't tell anybody Nesta decides to scry she finds the mask in a dream um and then the dream is so scary that Reese comes and like helps contain her power and goes in her mind sees her trauma and says like her power is death it's very scary it is the first moment where Reese realizes that he did not understand what she was going through at all and it's where he does get more respect for Nesta, I do feel like, in this moment. Yeah, this is the moment, because he's also, like, she's been, like, he can see in this moment everything that she has been internalizing and understanding the choices that she's made, the actions that she's done to escape and kind of numb herself to it yeah. all. Yep. Uh, this is second scrying. Uh, we were, we're going to the bog. We're going to the bog. Nesta's cold, right? She like gets ice everywhere. Cassian's hot mouth melts the ice in her mouth. Oh, when they're like scrying at the river court. Yeah. yeah. It's like, He's like, that's like the first time yeah. that everybody was like, see, Whoa. we knew that they were like hot for each other, but nobody's acted on it really. And then, oh, we're, we're doing this now. Oh, okay. Okay. Guess, guess we did that. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, of course they go to the bog. The highlight in the bog is Nesta murdering that Kelpie walking out with the head with the mask coming to her underwater. Excellent. Inkfei has that really hot, um, art that she does of, Nesta holding the head with the mask and her leathers. It's so good. It's really good. She kills the Kelpie. She rises from the water. Like she calls the Legion of the Dead. It's like a whole dramatic, really, really like theatrical scene. Uh, Cast an as bow. I'd love to see that. Yes, both of them. I think one of my Roman empires is Nesta's intrusive thoughts of having a threesome with them. Yeah, me too. (laughs) <laughs> me too me too me but too this is the part that they also go up to the, the the moonstone castle i was wondering what we were calling the castle over the hewn city that they were like that's closest to and they just refer to it as moonstone castle so yeah, she okay. gets her rest there after you know dying and having a whole all the dead legions help fight the kelpie for her and i like Aaron's always in shock like how did you get the mask off girl and she goes i asked for it and yeah. what? Yeah, and what? Like, I told it to let go, and it did. Like, she's like, but, th- but nobody survives that. And she's like, did me. Did me. <laughs> uh, this is where we also get that Reese speaks ancient fae. Very important to drop oh, this so in here. So important. So pivotal to the storyline in Hosa. So pivotal. And DC3, everything. <laughs> it's just like a little line, too. Yes. It's, just, it's like, okay, all right. And then all Feyre is like, Feyre goes like, what? How? 
know. And he's like, How? my education was thorough. That's all he says. Okay, sir. All right, fine. Fine, fine, fine. Educate me, Reese. Yep. Uh, this is where they finally have sex for the first time. Excellent. Uh, we have 6,000 steps. Very good. Uh, this is Nesta. Nesta gets a sword for the first time at training. Very fun. Well, I feel like she got the sword because her and Cass are just doing like a too much sword yeah. innuendos and training. She's like, where's my sword? Is this all I'm going to do? And he's like, you ready for sword play? And then, and, Emery and Gwyn are just like giggling, like, yeah, she's ready for sword play, Cassian. And then she actually started getting the sword. And then, which I do respect him saying, you know what? Next step, yes, she was playing with the wooden sto- sword, but like wanting to take her to a blacksmith and saying, like, understand the craft, understand the weapon itself and all that goes into it. Um, because this isn't just fun and games. This isn't just training. Like we're, these trainings are for survival and can make or break whether you're going to live or die on a battlefield. Yeah, and Cassian does take her to the blacksmith and Nesta, uh, Nesta hammers out three weapons that, spoiler, the blacksmith wants nothing to do with. And three retu- main weapons. <laughs> yeah, and returns them uh, to Reese, but we'll get to that later. Uh, right now, Helion arrives on his Pegasus. Mwah, we love it. We <sighs> love it. Um, he Reese tells him about the pregnancy. He tells him, like, um, the queen has the crown. They talk about this, uh, the soldiers, Eris's soldiers that were found in the bog are not enchanted. There's something else going on. That was the crown. Um, then they talk about like the prison island is the homeland of the Pegasus. We're just throwing all of this lore out here. Jelly like, Jubilee for real. Jelly Jubilee for real. There's seven pairs out there. All right. Um, let's see. Helian creates the wards for the masks. Uh, Reese sends uh, Nesta and Cassian to Eris to like tell him what's going on. Uh, this is where Asriel gets like kind of an attitude about everything, and where Asriel starts like really chomping at the bit. I want to talk about Asriel's character at the end of this book, but he's kind of like a little busybody. I don't know. We don't know what he's doing in this book, but what he is doing is either supporting Reese, making fun of Cassian, or being annoyed that he isn't able to torture people. <laughs> More or less. Well, I feel like he's always going up against Reese. Reese is like, don't do that. And he's like, but I want to do it. But, and then, but then he's like, then, you know, Pharaoh will step in and and he'll be like, Reese, do I have to? And he goes, y- yes, you're high lady. Yes. Like, just be, it's not like you can go to mom and dad for a different answer. He's like, we're on the same page with all this shit. Like, enough, enough. Uh, just like, bit, all right, again. Big plot points. Uh, Nesta's planning for the future with the Valkyrie unit. They're going to start like training like Valkyries because more priestesses have joined and Gwen is there. Uh, this is the put your hands on the headboard situation and their frenzy. That, okay. I did want to ask about that in your thoughts because is it considered they're not, we know they're mates, but they haven't connected their mating bond yet at this scene. And I couldn't remember from our initial episode. Is this a, they're just really hot for each other, so they want sex all the time? Or is this part of their frenzy? I think this is part of their frenzy. I really do. Because Cassian knows that they're mates, like, suspected that they're mates from, like, Mm -hmm. the first moment he saw her. So, and, like, she kind of has an idea what's going on. And they keep talking about, like, how come I can't stop? Like, I'm ready to go right away. And they're like, yep, I I get it. Me too. So it, it made me think because I was highlight like this one. I color coded my highlights for this read because I did um I didn't do tags. I did it in ebook and the audio. Um, 
But I was like, okay, the the red is going to be like everything that alludes to the mating bond. So that's why I was like, is it just they're having a lot of sex or is this like part of the frenzy? I was curious about that. Yeah, I, I think it's part of the frenzy, right. but you know, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. The blacksmith comes back and drops everything and drops lore. Oh my God. Okay. So we have a sword, a great sword and a dagger, right? Right. There's three things. There's three swords. Yeah. There's like a dagger, a uh, sword, like a regular a sword, sword, and then sword the great and a- sword. Right. And the, yeah. Yeah. The great sword is ataraxia. Right. Yes. And they are imbued objects, right? Made objects. And, and this is where Amarin is just like, Lore, 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 lore. There was a high king, right? Like he lost his sword. This, that sword was Gwydion. Gwydion mm-hmm. hasn't been seen for over like a millennia, she says. Um, it was lost when the last time the people saw the last dread trove. We know Gwydion from the end of Hosab is back because they're calling it the, you know, Bryce and Rune call it the Star Sword. We know it as Gwydion in this book, but it is part of this lore. And there's another sword, Narden, Narcan, Narvin, Narvin. Um, but these swords have the capability to um, to kill to kill the things that are unkillable. Yes, to kill like things Lanthus. that are unkillable. Yes, and so Amran is essentially saying to Reese, like, "Yo, this is." crazy shit <laughs> that all of this is happening it's all happening now that you all have this now like uh you have these three th- three blades like you could be high king with all of this stuff like there is a reason that the cauldron brought this all together it wanted all of this to happen so like yeah, you and this need isn't a coinc- to do this and is it none of this is a coincidence he's she's mm-hmm. like if Nesta, if Nesta made it, why didn't he bring it to Nesta? Why didn't he bring it to Cassian? Why is he bringing it to you? And, and, and Reese is not about that life anymore. He just, he's tired. He's exhausted. He wants to live his life, uh, with his mate and his kid and his family. Like, that's it. And like his people, the people that he likes, really just Valeris. He doesn't care about anybody else. Um, but he's still, he's, and, but his other thing is like the politics of it all that we know from Reese. He goes, look, I'm just, I'm trying to make friends again. Like, I just got cool with Tarquin again. If I do this, they're going to think that none of none of my relations there's like none of my relationships are genuine. And Aaron says, if you don't take this Reese, it'll be offered to another. Like, you know, this opportunity will only last so long. And if you don't take it, the cauldron will move it to somebody else. And the cauldron does not care who it moves it to. And we know this just historically with the cauldron. It really could go to anybody. This is where I hear people think the theories are going to go to Cass and Nesta because Nesta's with all the queen thing. But I really I don't want to speculate. I just kind of see want to see how it irons out. I agree. Uh, we can go again. Big plot points. Um, Cass is a bad, bad courtier and badly tells Nesta that, you know, she's allowed to know about the trove because they all voted on it. Ooh. And, you know, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Um, <laughs> what you know. do you mean, y'all? <laughs> voted what do you on mean? Me. Which, what do you mean you're talking <sighs> about me? Like, which I'm still split. I don't think I was split before. I feel like I was split in this reread to be like I under like I understand where Amarin is coming from, 
But I also think that he sh- he should have told her sooner. This just goes back to the communication of it all because he was like, "I'll tell her, I'll tell her." He, of course, he doesn't tell her. I think she has a right to know. Everybody thought like not everybody, she, but like recent Aaron was like, "Were said don't tell Nesta," and I understand where they were coming from. I just feel like she should have had a say in it. I would agree with you if her immediate reaction wasn't to storm down oh, the yeah. stairs in a rage. It's like, well, and that's it's what like Amarin she says. just proved it. Like, yeah, and that's what you're right. Cause that's what Amarin says. She was like, and you acting like this is the exact reason why you why haven't grown yeah. yet. What does she say? She goes, um, you can fuck Cassian all you want. You can do all the training you want. But if you haven't done the internal work, then like the work is just external. Yeah. 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 So I had to so, like talk myself through that. Thank you. Yeah, so Nesta just, like, you know, she gets so mad, at, you know, that Cassian tells her, you know, they were talking about you. Oh, da, 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 da. This is after we learn that Nesta is a very good dancer. Okay. um, You know, she storms down the stairs. She storms into Amra's apartment. She shatters the door. You know, you chose Pharaoh over me. And Amra's like, yo, I told you to make something of yourself. And you took that into I chose your sister. I'm sorry. I'm I, sorry. I just find it funny that this whole time Varian – thought he was gonna hold up against nesta like get back behind me aaron and aaron's like no 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 you need to go and then he's just like running i just imagine him running around valeris with a pillow in front of him trying to he's go. like oh my god oh my god oh my god so i think that part just like <laughs> it makes me laugh well because then Ferris shows up and then this is where nesta's like your baby's gonna kill you and this is also where nesta's like oh my god Oh, this is her moment of, like, realization. Yeah. Which, finally, thank God. Yeah, and I, like, I, you, I'm glad that we get to that point with Nesta, you know, because sometimes she is having those internal conversations, like, the second or third day at, at Windhaven, and she, and, and Cassian's like, please just train with me, this is making me look awful, and... She goes, I can't. I feel so bad. But internally, she's having these conversations of like, I'm a shitty person. I'm not acting like my body is frozen. I physically can't move. Um, but I'm glad that she got here with with Feyre. She That realization of she sh- she should know, but there's a different way to go about it because she told Feyre to hurt her, not to educate her. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't come from a place of love. It came from a place of like vindictive, yeah. like hate, which is just like not good. Um, but essentially, uh, the, all of this is found out. Reese's, or obviously, Pharaoh's very hurt. And Reese is like, you know what? I'm going to kill her. Get her out of the city. I'm going to kill her right now. Right now. Respect. Oh, it's, I love him so much. This again isn't out of character. So much respect. And maybe in that moment, he would have killed her, but it's the same, it's the same energy. That she gives Cassian later in this book. Cassian, I'm going to call in my bargain. I need you to do this so I don't do something or say something that's going to impact us both. That's kind of really similar to Reese right here. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, get her out of this city or I'm going to do something that we're all going to be really upset about. And what happens is Cassian takes her out to the mountains. They're going out to the lake. And they go hiking. She doesn't drink water for some reason, passes out, and Cassian has to, like, deal with it. Nesta weeps. And this is where she has her, like, cathartic cry finally. She lets it all out. She has not cried in yep. months. 
I feel for her. She talks about being a failure, about being broken. You know, no one deserves me. I don't deserve happiness. I should have. No, all of this. I should have saved us. This is the spiral how everything that she's internalized has been interconnected. And it's out and it's like out in the universe. And all of us finally can move on. To part three, Valkyrie. Thank God. This is Gwyn. Uh, this is the ribbon. This is Gwyn. This is the part. You're the new ribbon ass. Yep. This is the part of it. And they're, you know, training with real swords. Nobody can cut it. Uh, my note is messy, messy sex against the desk. All right. <laughs> uh, you know, this is also where Nesta starts to realize she can have like hobbies and enjoy things again. So she goes and she starts um, to go, go to Gwyn's services. And it is there that she accidentally scries and she sees um, the prison, the mountain, the gates, the darkness, the doors, the mist, the hatred, the cavern, the black, the rock, the spells, the wards and the heart. We have our object. We have object number two. We have object number two. Uh, so the service was a scrying and the harp kind of like talks to Nesta. You know, we can open doors, free us of borders, play, play us, play us, play us. That's scary. I don't want anything talking to me like that. If somebody's, if someone's like, play with me, I'm going to do the exact opposite. Not even acknowledge you now. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, but of course, you know, we've got to move on with the plot in this book. They go to the prison to get the, to, to get it, you know, okay. So they get it. Uh, lots of lore here. Lots of lore here. So much good lore. Yeah. So much lore. Uh, we stumble upon Lanthus's door, right? Um, you know, prisoners are all here. Was this an eighth court? constellations the eight-pointed star the vision that nesta has about like all of those uh fae that are like trapped and screaming and like clawing at the the stone with the door being sealed um again the white palace five of the six on their thrones um uh brielle sees nesta they start talking i know you i know your friends let go play sister play first string let us go uh, all of those Faye are trapped in the stone. Um, this is wild stuff. This lore right here, it's chapters 53 and 54, are, in my mind, direct correlations with Hosab immediately. Yeah. All of it. Um, between the time travel, between the 26th string, we have like that's like having the 26th universe is essentially confirmed. Um, so who knows what, you know, this new series with her is coming from and if it's tied in. Um, you have, what else do you have? I'm looking at what I highlighted. Which death god are you? Oh, yeah. she's got and, Atraxia oh. with her. And she's like, you know who I am. And he goes, I've, we've heard your whispers all the way down here. So Nesta's name has been, is being mentioned amongst the people who should be scared of her. And yeah. this is where Ataraxia, she goes, one slice took him from his mist form to this physical form. And then she did all her eight point star moves and finishes him because he was made. And so was she. So she unmade him because yep. she does the same thing with Brialin at the end. Spoiler. 
Uh, and then Lanthus like gives her this vision of a dark queen, oh, yeah. right? We have got to mention the dark queen vision. You know, bone is the fourth object. It's in, you know, shadow, but it looked like bone. Okay, okay. They transport them to the river house. This is where Reese gives us more lore. More lore. Uh, the world was created by monsters. You know, they drank magic. The Fae overthrew them. There were territories, you know, a thousand years later. All of this stuff. Yes. Yeah, I was like looking at my notes. The Fae were not the first masters of this world. According to our oldest legends, most most now forgotten, we were created by beings who were near gods and monsters, the Daglin. They ruled for millennia and enslaved us and the humans. They were petty and cruel and drank the magic of the land like wine. That's the fucking Asteri! <laughs> right there. Right there. Uh, you know, and then what do we have? We have Gwydion, mentions of the sword. Uh, we have the Finn, betrayed by the queen and the general. Chaos, seven courts, high King, yeah, Finn right? was the last high king, and because he was betrayed by his friend and the and his queen, that's why there is no more high king, and the seven courts are the seven courts with the lore of the eighth court. Yep, let's see. Reese tells Nesta to seduce Eris as like a play game. Haha, ha, gonna very fun. I love. I do really appreciate Elaine's backstory where she's like, oh, because I, I feel this is something. You and I would both do of, oh, somebody's fucking around with my sister, my best friend, bet. And Nesta finds this out, does her little song, little, her song and dance to lure this Duke away from the girl who bullied uh, Elaine. And then Elaine, and then Nesta goes, no, I'm good. I, I knew I was too young. And everybody's just so impressed. She did this at 14. Lynn says, you've never seen her dance. And I just really appreciate that she did that for that. She did that for Elaine just to piss the girl off who bullied her. And I'm all about that. We love it. We love it. We love it. It is so petty. We love it. I love a petty queen. Nesta takes Cassian home to her old house. They work through all their trauma. I mean, there's nothing really new there. We have Solstice, right? Yeah. Yeah, because or no, we have the Court of Nightmares before Solstice. Oh, the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that. So yeah. So I guess yeah. Early into the ball. Uh, the honestly, honestly, Cassian interrupting the dance annoys the hell out of me, sir. Wait, your woman is working. You knew the game plan the whole time. Yeah, like. Although I would like to see this in, again, some animated version, because I'm not here for a live action Akatar. I'm on record for that, but an animated version. I want to see these 12 turns. Yeah. I would love to see this. I bet it's lovely. I've seen the fan art of Nesta in this moment. Gorgeous, gorgeous, <sighs> gorgeous. Like, I love it. Everything about this, you you can picture it. You want to picture it animated. I'm curious about the song choice that would be used, because I feel that... Like, fandom-wise, we all pick a certain point in the song for this build-up, for this moment. Um, but to see it executed, I, I think it would be really fun. I'm, on, I'm in the minority that if it's not going to be made the way it should be made with the budget that it needs to be made with, I don't want it at all. Um I like that's I I I know I'm in the minority. I just if it can't be made perfectly, then I don't want it. Agree, 
agree. Again, skipping big, big plot points here. Eris proposes marriage. She's a good dancer. We know this. Um, <laughs> she's so coy with him, too. She's like, he's like, you've been hiding from me. She's like, what? Me? I just saw you last week. I think she's she's on it. There's the party at the house where we get presents. There's nothing new here. I don't think we have to rehash this. This is uh, Cassian finally gives his present to Nesta. Nesta apologizes. It's the symphonium. This whole fight, I mean, we've covered it in our other episode. Um, my note here, I think, is uh, my note says maximum spillage. Cassian was just very busy here. He does not stop. He has quite an endless supply. And Nesta's here for it. Yeah, Nesta's here for it. This is their mating bond. It's very sticky. I don't think we have to get into it. (laughs) He leaves her, though, immediately to go to the snowball fight, which is very funny. This is where Nesta has her sleepover. it's, It's cute. You know, it's cute. Uh, coming out of this, you know, I am the rock against which the surf crashes. Nothing can break us. Very good. Gwyn cuts the ribbon. Also, you know, very good stuff. This is the obstacle course and the Valkyrie training. Okay. Uh, two months later, they qualify for the blood right. Excellent. Um, Starfall party. Nesta's happy at the Starfall party. Very much mirrors Feyre's Starfall party. And she did all the steps. And I, this, oh, this is the part where if I have to go to Starball, I just walk down 10,000 steps. Come fly me back up there. Yeah, for real. I'm not going back up 10,000 steps. And, and Cassian knew. He was just like waiting for her. Like, I'm so proud of you, which yes, we get. I know I know I'm normally like, I could do it on my own, but I'm just imagining climbing 10,000 steps. And now you want me to go to a party? I'm tired. I am tired. Yeah, I am. Done. Then, oh, and she kneels. She kneels to Amran for her apology. Yep, yep. And Amran says, "Like you made the house a friend." So you know, Nessa's really making amends here. Um, you know, later on in the spring, we have Aelin falling through the sky. Red star. This is two months till Pharaoh gives birth. You know, there's nothing yet for for the wings. Um, Oh, this is again, again, this is a, where Ares just drops the lore that like Ramiel has a bunch of shit underneath it probably, but nobody's ever checked. Isn't it really funny that the prison has something under it and the mountain in the middle has something under it? There's all the hidden caverns and trails that haven't all been explored. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> come on. Um, this is also where Cassian is with Nesta in Valaris walking around. This is where he uses the word shackled. They have the big fight. This is where she says, this is my favor. Um, Cassian really wants her to say, like, I am your mate. Why are you denying this? Like, why are you hurting yourself? Like, you know, again, nothing really new here that we really need to talk about. Um, the girls are abducted to the blood rite, essentially, after this. Um, Cassian honors the agreement and, you know, Nesta goes to Emery's house and it is from there that they're abducted to the blood rite. Nothing to rehash. Honestly, honestly, the blood rite is nothing to rehash for me because it is very much girl power, power to the bracelets, friendship can do everything. And that annoyed me the first time and it annoys me the second time. So I, there's really nothing to rehash here except that the the lore of the stone on top of Ramiel, when you touch it, it takes you to like where you need to go, right? So the the whole thing about the blood right is it honors the hero 
of of like the whole world essentially and that this lore is lost that they they don't remember this this lore of like why they do this but like they go in the archway that they guard and all of this stuff because the overlords wanted it and the heroes saved them and we do the right to honor them nobody like really knows the details on that but that has got to be like the last stand of like the Fae guarding the gate under, you know, like it has to oh, be like that archway is a word gate or something. Yeah. 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 So like if you touch the stone, it takes you like down maybe to like where the gate is. So like if you have to guard the gate. So that's why he was there, you know, like, oh, and, I like and- this. And then Amryn was saying earlier that, like, she doesn't really remember the Dread Trove and they ran after the book because the Dread Trove has, like, an enchantment on it. So, like, unless you, like, know about it, you don't really remember it. It's, like, a memory thing. So, like, that could be on this. So, like, and that's why the Illyrians are camped out in the mountains because they were there to guard it. And that's why they live there to guard this thing. That's why the mountain is sacred. Like, it could all be that. Oh, I like that. Could all be that. This is these are my thoughts from my reread. Because I was not focusing on the power to the friendship bracelets. I was focusing on like, well, what is this? What is this? Because they're like, you know, only this many people can do it. You know, you know, this we lost. Yeah, only 12 people have made it all the way to the top of like Ramiel. Yeah, so it's it's just it's it's very interesting. Uh, while while the blood rite is happening, of course, um, Eris was captured, and Cassian and Ezreal have to go deal with that whole subplot. Um, explain to me the Eris this this Eris plot. I'm still confused about the Eris part of it. Except for this part, I just know that Briallen used Eris as, like, to lure um, Cassian and or Nesta to um, to basically get Nesta closer to her. Um, that that was kind of my takeaway of it because then she controlled Eris. Eris took over influenced however you want to say cassian cassian was there and briallen knew if she had um nesta's mate that nesta would come running but that didn't happen because it all played out a different way but at the end she still got nesta because she wanted nesta's capabilities to be young like this the the high this high queen this high human queen who's been made into an immortal crone is pissed that Nesta got all the cauldron's goods, but she didn't. And now she wants vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the whole plot. So Eris was captured by Briellen, lured out in that wagon. Cassian and Azriel follow. They go to the lake where fucking Koshje lives. Koshje pops up. Starts giving an evil villain monologue. I always and then forget about Brielle, and I know I should. Yeah, and then Briellen is like, "Oh, BT Dobbs, I'm here too." Uh, and then takes and then takes Cassian, uses Koshje. That's why they went there to winnow them to Ramiel. And then uh, she's like, "Oh, I've got your mate." And Nesta's like, "Fuck off!" Uh, and murders murders her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
She got she got her wish. She was y- young yeah. before she died. She's like, oh my gosh, she has raven black hair. Yeah. And now she's yeah. Ash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's that. It, and she's like, oh, don't fuck with me. My mate taught me well. And I feel like that yeah. chapter was like really quick. Yeah, it is. It is really quick. Because Nessa also like admits the mating bond here. Uh, you know, the, the, oh, the cottage crumbles. Her old house uh, crumbles in the human world. Uh, it, yeah, she unmakes her. Nothing is left of her. It's like this whole, oh. And at the same time, more and as Winnow in, they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. You did this. It's we got to go. We got to go. Favorite's like in giving birth. <laughs> Yeah, Fair is giving birth. She's dying. They try to C-section it. It's not working. You know, the the, the blood bar- the the bargain, you know, you die, I die, we die, right? Like Oh yeah, yeah, but this is the first time anybody's hearing about it. Um well, not this particular part, but prior to everybody going, you know, going to Brie Allen and going off and why Reese can't. This is where everybody finds out about the bargain that they made at the end of Akawar. Yep. Uh, the baby's silent. You know, Reese is lunging towards Feyre. She's about to die. Nesta can't stand it, right? Also good for Cassian because he's like, if they're going to die, why are we holding them back? He deserves to be, be with Feyre. Like, I I really I really love Cassian. Yep. Uh, let's see. So Nesta, Nesta calls all of the objects, the harp, the crown, and the mask to her. She plucks the 26th string, which is time. I thought that this part, this part is like, because she is made, she could have used any one of those individually, technically, right? But was it just such this desperate cry that she's like, I'm using all of them. I don't care. Yes. Okay. That's what I, yeah, that's what I put it in. And that's why Aaron was like, this has never happened before. What is going on? And this is where Nesta starts talking to the cauldron. Like, you know, I wanted to feel nothing. Now I want to feel everything. I want to experience everything with them. Um, you can have all of my power back if you show me how to save them. This is where she, Nesta makes her bargain with the cauldron. All of her power goes. Um, and then, uh, then she apologizes to Farah and she goes, Farah, I love you. I give it all back. Um, and then, and then she says, she, uh, she says, like, I made a bargain with the cauldron itself. And then there's a dry wind in the room. It's like, woo, woo. And then it like sucks out everything. And everyone's like, hmm. And then the baby starts crying. So Nesta asks the cauldron, like, tell me what to do. Tell me how to fix it. You can take the power back. But we don't know what she told her to do. Like, the cauldron didn't say what to do. All we know is that next thing you know, Nesta's powers are being taken. What did she do? Was it just the sacrifice? That's what she had to do? Yeah, I think it was like, oh, take this from me. I accept it. Rah. I don't know. I hate this whole subplot. I hate this whole storyline. I hate all of it. Like, that was also like, it's like when people say, try to like offer you something. You're like, oh, well, I wasn't going to ask for that. But if that's what you're offering, sure. If she didn't offer that, she's like, I'll give you half my power. <laughs> Well, and, and she says later, like, you know, someone stopped me from giving away all of my power. I have a little bit left. And that's supposed to be like the true mother. It's like, I'm sorry, mom. Why did I have to give it away at all? Yeah, yeah that was like the mother gave, gave her permission to keep some of her powers. So, 
some of her powers are doing shit. Here's here's another thing that really bothers me. Of course, we're happy that Nyx is born. Everybody's happy and help, healthy. Uh, Elaine doesn't have a womb that can save her, but <laughs> Farah and Nesta do. Okay. But Gwyn's bones are very pliant, Laura. Yeah, very pliant. Very pliant. Very pliant. Good to know. Uh, the, something that really bothers me is the line that, like, you could rule the world, and all, but I don't want to rule. All I want is you. I love you. That, that No. No. It's not enough. It's not enough. You can love me in a crown on a throne, too. Yeah. Yeah. And he would have. He would have been like, that's right. I'm a consort. And what? Yeah. He would love it. Yeah, I just, it just, it it bothers me that not only did Nesta have to get rid of all of her powers, but like her being called a queen over and over and over again in this book amounted to absolutely nothing in this book. And I like how you're like specifying in this book. And okay, and and we're we're at the end of this. Okay, let's let's they 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 go off into the sunset after they bond over going to their dad's grave and Cassian and Eris are going to work together. Okay, that's the end of the book. So Nesta has her powers like taken away, right? They're, they're all taken away. She's not a queen in this book. Okay, fine. This is all fine. This is all fine. Um, she also does not have enough power to make any more weapons. No, no. So that so okay. she doesn't have anything. What does what power does she go? Maybe she could scry a little extra right now. Yeah. So 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 the blacksmith like theory that people were like, oh, she's gonna like make the weapons and we're the forge for like the armies of hell. No, she doesn't have any power left, or she doesn't have enough. So that 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 awesome awesome subplot that she had. She had this very unique power that could make objects that hasn't been seen before. Again, queen reference, queen reference, queen, yeah, queen reference. Yeah. Gone. Taken from her. Ta- she did it once, scared the men, and now it's taken from her. And I hate that. I hate that so much. Because a- unless that storyline is corrected in another in another book you know but in this book that i have the paper that i have in front of me <laughs> i do not like it i do not like it and just my last points um i'm going to make my last points um and it is this it is this i listened to this through audio of course i have a hard copy we have the hard copies um but i i listened to this through audio stina killed it as she does there are no bonus chapters on on the audio. There is nothing. There are no bonus chapters on the audio. If those bonus chapters exist in an audio format, please point me to them just for research purposes. I want to know where they are. I don't know where they are just right now. Okay. You have the copies the, at home. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The point that I want to make is if you are not heavily involved in the fandom, if you are a casual reader, if you are just listening to the audio, you do not know that there are bonus chapters out there. And no, they don't necessarily have like a huge impact on the story, but it is extra knowledge that does like kind of prepare you for how things are going to go. And I do think that there is an argument out there for an accessibility about these special chapters, about them not being translated into audio, about them not being like available for everybody about the capitalism and the collection of it all. Uh, I mean, obviously we're not going to get into it. I'm just putting these things out there and say there's a conversation to be had about these things. I mean, you do 
make a good point. I know from like, it is very capitalist. I do know that like, it's supposed to be that each, I don't know, the publisher has different contracts in place with who, the distrib- whoever's distributing certain chapters or bonus exclusives, however that goes. And if you want to argue that, you know, it's a money grab, then why aren't they making, you know, and for an extra dollar, you can purchase the the bonus chapter audio, right? And then I've seen authors say, well, sometimes the bonus chapter isn't... um necessary to the story it's just like a fun little addition that like didn't make sense to keep in but we still had it or this that the other thing and you could argue that with the face and chapter with this book because it's them finding out that she was pregnant she was just painting in an art shop doing her thing whatever um so maybe that wouldn't add to the story but Azriel's bonus chapter absolutely feels like it's going to contribute to what happens in cc3 and akatar 6 it does and you wouldn't know about it like there are other chapters maybe you saw one and didn't know that there were multiple copies that were different it's just it's just a conversation to be had and something that um is i think going to be more relevant uh as as yeah. things continue yeah well, you're already seeing that with Hosab. I mean, I don't think that there were any extra chapters in Earth and Blood with the copies that I have, um, nor have I seen anything online. But Hosab, there was like five different bonus chapters, and everybody is looking to those as reference points to seeing the crossover and the Easter eggs and how it can contribute to the bigger story. Because they do. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what to be there is to be done about it. I'm just I'm just saying that. Uh, the, the special edition conversation and money collection portion of the book community is something that scares the like piss out of me, but is, I think, something that will be addressed in a few years time because it's getting really wild. It's getting excessive. Yeah. 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 So those are all my points. Those are my points. Uh, I think to wrap up, my talking just so that you can talk. I was going to ask you a question, so keep talking. Oh, um, uh, the lessons that I learned on this reread are I really self-reflected on why this book really rubbed me wrong the first time. And I just want to say again that even though I don't love Nesta as a character, I like and respect her and do acknowledge that she has a fantastic story arc. And even though, again, I'm not a Cassian girly, I love him and he I want I want to be hugged by Cassian. See, but that's like how Feyre is with Cassian. Like she loves Cassian. That is her best like she became best friends with him before getting closer with anybody in the court. So that makes a lot of sense. I was gonna ask, do you feel like and you kinda answered that with your respect towards Nesta in this book, that it took the reread for you to appreciate it the way it is and because of the additional knowledge of the direction these worlds are going yeah i i needed to separate myself i think it's three part i needed to separate myself from the expectation of the book like the first time Mm -hmm. separate myself from nesta's journey because i didn't relate to it and then uh include cc2 into the story. And those things together made for a very pleasant and insightful uh, rereading experience. I really enjoyed it. I'm so glad that you had a, 
better reading experience this time around because I feel like emotions were really high for everybody with Akasif. I mean, the conversation, I mean, not just when the book came out. I mean, since the cover was released, I think we talked about it in like one of our first two or three episodes where we were like, how is it such a visceral reaction about people like, I don't like the cover. I mean, if, if you're new to this series, spoiler, there was a lot of negative conversation about the cover. Now it's like people's favorite book of the series. People love this cover. They have it in every single edition. So it's really, sometimes you kind of just have to let things settle. Settle a little yeah. bit. So. Settle a bit and take a step back, I think, is really good for reflecting. And when everyone's emotions obviously are going to be very high um, after the next uh, CC book. I'm stressed yeah. even with what we know. I'm stressed. <laughs> But but I think it just goes to show on, you know, the consistency of Akafe is like when we do these revisits, uh, we can glean so much from them, even though, you know, maybe our initial reactions, you know, emotions are high, things are here, but we can take the time and take a step back and have a really uh, kind of lovely, insightful look on this character's growth. No, I love it. Um, but with that being said, thanks for joining us. Feel free to follow us on Instagram. We're at Akafe Podcast. We're also both on TikTok, Akafe Laura and Akafe Jessica. Thanks so much. We'll talk to y'all soon. Please feel free to reach out to us. Bye. Bye.